everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. With the ukulele, a handstand, and a dream, my next guest went on to make television history as the darling of one of Hollywood's favorite late-night indulgences, Saturday Night Live. In her six-year stint on the iconic hit series, over 20 Johnny Carson appearances, movies, stage, and the list goes on, this natural-born athlete, gymnast, and cheerleader of the soul would soon realize that all that glitters is not gold and all the promises of the Bible were not old they were real but they had conditions question was how to meet them in Hollywood as a Bible believing Baptist and more importantly in life here to share her amazing and eye-opening story in part one of my two-part exclusive is internationally renowned comedian and author of her recent memoir, Is My Bow Too Big? How I Went from Saturday Night Live to the Tea Party. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a joy indeed, Miss Victoria Jackson. Victoria, welcome to Testimony. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be among your guests. Well, it's an honor to have you, Victoria. Victoria, we met last year and briefly again this year at the NRB in Nashville, and since that time, much has transpired in your life and what you are faced with today, if I may share, you are overcoming a diagnosis of cancer, a double mastectomy, the recent loss of your beautiful blonde hair, yet not your humor, Victoria, and not your boldness for Jesus Christ or political Tea Party stance. But before we get to all of this in part one of our two-part conversation today, can you please share with our listeners how you came to faith in Jesus Christ and how in Hollywood that faith would be tested in career and in life? Victoria, please tell us your story. Wow! Ah, uh, I, I hope I can do it in this short amount of time. Well, I was raised in the Southern Baptist Church, and uh, we went three times a week, and I have wonderful memories of it. I know all the hymns in the Baptist hymnal by heart, uh, almost all the verses. And when I was about six, that's when I learned to read, and I think that that's when I accepted Christ into my heart, and I think it's because I could read the words, and I think I realized that the preacher wasn't just speaking to the congregation, but God was speaking to me as an individual, you know, and he said, John 3.16, and I told my dad, I said, Daddy, I want to ask Jesus into my heart, and it was bedtime, and he said, okay, so we went and knelt by my bed, and I knew that there was different ways of saying it, like, accept him as your personal savior, uh, let him into your heart, um, get saved. And I knew that those were all just different ways of trying to explain a spiritual thing. And I, I thanked him for dying for my sins. And I remember I was thinking, what are my sins? And I was only six, so I could only come up with two sins. 
was mean to my brother twice. And but I got the concept, and I knew I'd probably be sinning more in the future. And um, that was a very real childlike faith. I I totally got the gospel, and ever since then, I've always known I was a daughter of the king, and that um, he would take care of me, and uh, I should follow him and trust him with my life and my death. So. I really appreciate that my parents taught me that. Now my children are born again Christians, and their children are. The legacy is being handed down. Mm, Amen and amen. Victoria, it wasn't so easy for you growing up in your book, Is My Bow Too Big? Your father was a gymnast. Your mother was a nurse. They both seemed to be great people, but perhaps a little on the strict side. And so when your father had you do gymnastic stints on the bridge and you cut your leg, he just wanted you to get on with it. And your mother, the nurse, said, oh, that's okay, it'll heal. It wasn't a big deal. And then you were told that you had to lose weight. And as a young girl, I have the feeling that made an impression on your young life and your physical being, which led to you becoming bulimic later on in life and in Hollywood in your career as a comedian. I want to segue into that a little bit. Tell us about some of the challenges you faced in Hollywood and being on SNL Saturday Night Live. Well, the whole weight thing, I know that girls are so, you know, when I was a teenager, no one talked about, you know, bulimia, anorexia, no one talked about it. But in the gymnastic world, we were pretty much naked in a leotard. And, and it was a very confusing, strange thing for me because I'd go to church and they'd say, be modest. Then I'd go to the gym with my dad every day after school until 10 p.m., help him set up the equipment, help him teach his classes. All the girls in there were in leotards, which is practically naked. And I was so uh, uncomfortable. I I didn't want to be a gymnast. It was just a family business. You know, it was very difficult. I mean, everyone has a different trouble in their childhood, but mine was kind of strange. And it was, um, I felt a lot of pressure to get a gymnastic scholarship to college. My dad told me I was five pounds overweight when I was five years old. And, you know, things like that, they affect you. And you get mixed messages, be modest, don't, you know, it, anyway. But, yeah, but then I end up in, I guess the family business was, like, performing, even though we weren't acting. It, it was, like, gymnastic shows. And I guess I felt comfortable that way and ended up being in a play in college and then in Hollywood where you're supposed to be skinny, too. And I tried every trick to try to be skinny because... I was just hungry all the time. <laughs> and I know a lot of girls struggle with that. I know, you know, smoking, cigarettes, and to try to not eat. And it's just, it's sad, but the pressure is still there, even if you're a Christian, you know. Since the 70s, a lot of people have talked about it, I know, publicly. But, um, you know, I, I've been through every sin and temptation there is. I One day I realized I was just a cliché. Like everyone else, I've been held up with a gun. I've been through a divorce. I've been through eating disorders. I, I've had every 
thing you can think of. But it doesn't matter. Jesus, he he's helped me get over them. He he loves me and he died for my sins. So it's all good in the end. Amen and amen. Now, when you were at Saturday Night Live, you were there for six seasons and you were the darling and you auditioned with a handstand and you write poetry. You're also an artist. And so that was something no one else was doing. That was something someone wanted to see. And your entrance into Hollywood was actually from an actor that you knew. Can you talk about that? Oh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't really call myself an artist. I mean, painting-wise, I paint like I'm five years old, but it, it's fun sometimes. But I did always love writing poetry, and when I went to Hollywood, I I actually, let's see, I couldn't afford college anymore. My parents couldn't afford it, and I was engaged uh, to my now husband, who was not a fan of acting or show business, and I couldn't afford college so I thought well I could be a typist in my hometown or I could be a typist in Hollywood and chase this whim of acting it's the only time in my life I'll have the opportunity because I'm not married and I don't have kids yet so I'll chase the whim get it out of my system and meanwhile I was in summer stock in Birmingham my first acting job and I met Johnny Crawford who was the child star from the Rifleman he was 13 years older than me I was 19 and he wanted me to be in his nightclub act in Hollywood, and he said he'd give me a one-way ticket. And I, well, he said he'd give me a plane ticket. He didn't say it was one way, but it just ended up being one way. But I said, you gotta call my parents first, because I'm only 19. He asked their permission, they said, okay. And, you know, they trusted me to go off alone with no money and a strange man to Hollywood. And when I got to his house, I said, where am I supposed to sleep? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, I don't sleep with men. I'm a Baptist virgin. <laughs> and he said, I thought you were kidding. I'm like, no, I wasn't kidding. And um, anyway, we're still friends, and he helped me so much. He he thought he would, like, discovered me. Um, he I got a job in a retirement home for room and board, and um, he didn't really have any any power to get me a, an acting job but he he did introduce me to my first agent at William Morris and you know I've struggled I had three jobs basically I got my foot in the door of show business by doing a stand-up comedy routine uh, that involves a handstand because that's all I knew from my gymnastics days and I said poetry upside down, and I got on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I did it around town for two years until the talent scout saw it, my six minutes, and got me on The Tonight Show. And that was my big break, and then Johnny had me back on about 20 times. And that's how Lauren Michaels discovered me for Saturday Night Live. That's right. Amen and amen. Well, what I want our listeners also to know that you carried your faith in Jesus Christ in Hollywood, but yet the pressures and the peer pressure of that were a little too much for you at times. So you had a bad marriage, you got involved in drinking and drugs and and a lot of other things that people can read about in your book. And you, by the way, you have written your book with such humor and such clarity. And so I was asking the Lord as I'm reading the book, what is the real purpose 
and the goal of Victoria's book here. And I thought, mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of people out there that can identify with Victoria, that when given a choice to go God's way or their own way, God is a gentleman. He will never push his agenda on you, but gently invites you to go his way because he knows that that way is a way of life and peace and purpose. But you weren't hearing from God, as you said in your book, and I think you got tired of waiting and you made some choices that you shouldn't have made. But that has all changed now. And I love that scripture, Victoria, that says what Satan means for evil, God will turn to his glory. And he certainly has done that in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to comedian Victoria Jackson, acclaimed actress, author, poet, musician, artist, and political activist, <laughs> best known for her six-season stint on the iconic Saturday Night Live television hit show, and whose recent autobiography, Is My Bow Too Big?, is sure to amuse, inspire, but most of all, challenge one to rethink our values purpose, career, and life God's way and not our own. You can learn more about Victoria's work, mission, and ministry by visiting victoriajackson.com. You'll be glad you did. Victoria, it has been an absolute joy speaking with you today. We look forward to hearing much, much more next week. God bless you. God bless you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.